Welcome to Here's the Thing 2021, a brand new episode. I'm Kevin on stage. She's that chick AJ. Podcast episode. Bang it on you all. Bang, 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 bang with the one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Cisco. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Cisco, you listen, we are not professional. We are just people <laughs> with video camera equipment. Now, Josh, Josh was born in 1994. He don't know nothing about 93. Respect 93 to infinity, Kev. Josh don't know nothing about no 90s RB. I was born home. from it. What you talking about? You don't know, <laughs> Joshua. You don't, you don't know. know. So anyway, uh, Cisco, welcome to the show, man. Me and Angel have been a big fans for you forever. Mm -hmm. uh, Thanks for having me. Man, I've been following y'all as well. What? Stop it. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, it's a whole story. It's a, uh, it's a whole story. I, I know um, you was wondering like how I, how I found out. Um, and... A, a, a minute ago, you you was talking on, um, you was talking about five steps. Yes, and and um and uh, Rochelle, who actually showed me the newer video, uh, back then, she was like, uh, "Did you see Kev on stage?" And and I thought she was talking about my manager, Kevin. <laughs> I was like, I, I I was like, what? He was on stage. When was he on stage? <laughs> No, 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 five steps. I was like, I, I told him we wasn't singing five steps tonight. And he no, no, look, here, let me just send you the video. So she sent me the video, and that was the first time that I saw uh that I saw, you know, that I was introduced to your comedy. And then I followed you over to all deaf. And man, I've been checking y'all out ever since then. Man, that is crazy. Wow. Angel and I, we are, you know. Angel's over 40. God bless her. She looks great. I uh, am 40. <laughs> Shooting all these shots. I'm not, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, we grew up, and I, I now understand, like, our parents, their music, they stopped. They was like, this is my music. I don't go. It didn't go get no better than this. I didn't understand it when I was no. young. And now, <laughs> 90s r and I'd be like, I don't, don't want to listen to none of them young. Right. They've never been through nothing. It's exactly. a, it's it's a little different though. I mean, well, no, it's exactly the same to be completely honest. It feels different though. It definitely feels different. Cisco, when you used to sing, okay, I could feel what you were singing. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That was from your soul. So when these babies be out here whisper singing, and I ain't gonna mention no names, they ain't gonna I, mention just, man. I just go Nobody who blocked us on Twitter. Okay. Oh my it, it feel like it just go back around. I, I gotta be honest. I think me and R. Kelly broke R and B when we started the sing rap thing. Yeah, and now, and now that's what it is. Now wow. it's like it's the standard. Listen, <laughs> I I want to say. Well, actually, let's let's. I, I, I'm I'm all over the place. I'm flustered. <laughs> you flustered? Um, oh, listen, I'm gonna go we're gonna go to the questions. We're gonna go to the very professional questions that are written down on our <laughs> section. So when your uh when your homegirl sent you the incomplete parody, uh right. what did you think? Because you know I, I, I went all out. I had the I had the oh, man. I had this. Well, <laughs> well, look, man, we must be kindred spirits uh uh in another life or something because 
a lot of the things that you guys do, like um, owning your own, uh, owning your own content, and even even down to where you stream your videos, is you know the same thing um, that we did. And it was funny because when I saw the video, Rochelle sent it to me, and um, I was looking at it to see if somebody owed me some money because. <laughs> <laughs> Because a bunch of people been sampling, um, been sampling my music uh, lately, and because I own my masters, you know, I, I basically, you know, check it out and see, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a rock with it. We even had our own, um, we even had our own app too, man. I, I showed you, but, uh, yeah, oh, right. I saw that. I downloaded your app too, man. I you better it. come on Facebook. <laughs> what you talking about? You got the app. You was all bad with the people. We did, Kevin. Listen, we did, we did. I was going. I was. I said, Angel. You heard him? Did you hear him? <laughs> hey guys, remember, remember what Cisco what said? I saw that parody that y'all did about Hollywood and and uh, and that's the that and we'll get into that. I'll I'll explain about my my Hollywood experience. But when I when I first saw the parody, um, like I said, I was looking to see if it was any samples that I needed to clear or whatever. Yeah. And um, and then I just started watching it, man. And then I, the first thing I saw that made me laugh was the um, was the aluminum fool on the head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, on the dome, yeah, the aluminum fool, right? And I was like, uh, so that that was funny. But the thing that had tears coming out my eyes. Was that um was was the fake tiger? <laughs> <laughs> what made you get the tiger, Cisco? You had a dog. You no, had a tiger. that was the second time we had a tiger. I had a tiger in the Never Make a Promise video too. That tiger actually bit me. Oh, because that was the baby tiger. We had I had I had I tried to walk the tiger on a leash, and the lesson from that was ti uh, tigers are not dogs. <laughs> Right on the head, when dude. that tiger was about to bite you, did you see your life flash before your eyes? <laughs> nah, because I was. If you look at the video, you see me like trying to walk the tiger like that, and and you know, so I'm being cool. I and I turn around this way, and then I just felt like a like a lightning bolt, like just shoot through my body. Because I would have me on the right there and died. Was playing. And it was a baby tiger, but it was as big as like the biggest dog you ever seen. But the tiger on the incomplete video, now that was a baby, that was like a, that was a baby tiger too, but that tiger was huge. Listen, I want you to know that, that Baltimore accent is as strong as ever when you say <laughs> it, it ain't going it. nowhere. He's talking about the two, the dude, oh, and the <laughs> you done traveled the world in that accent like, oh yeah, man, we in Singapore? No, no. That's, that's when you know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> when they come out. Right. So, like, I want to talk uh, about. Um, so, oh, wait, wait. So after I saw the video, so so my my man Chuck called me. He was like, "Yo, you you see this video?" So next thing you know, everybody sent me the video, and so I uh so everybody was like, well, "What you gonna do? You gotta you gotta say something. You gotta do something." So I, I went and I went and bought a bought a ball cap. Oh <laughs> my god! In a, a, a fake in a fake beard, <laughs> and I was. I was gonna do the whole parody. Uh, oh. I was gonna act like you, oh, and no, then no. I realized that I'm not a comedian. 
I was like, this could go horribly wrong. Why don't we just call him? No, that I would have ascended to heaven immediately if you would have helped me. Now you can help me do it to make it funny because I'm not. That's that's the problem nowadays. People keep doing stuff that they don't really do. Yeah, we respect the art, and I I respect uh, I respect comedians because your craft is like really really difficult. And just out of respect, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. Listen, we're going to get you on the app, you know, Cisco, owners to owners. You know what I'm saying? Hey, right, right, right. Angel part of the ownership group. We ain't really said that publicly, but Angel part of the ownership group. We might as well let people know. Owners to owners. Hey, um, hey. You know? That's right. That's right. Yo, hey. and, my, and my, my brother-in-law got a Maserati. Chris got a Maserati. So I was going to do a video next to the... Oh my God! Did you get the Maserati? I heard you was getting the Maserati. Did you get it? I, you know what I did? It's right here. In yeah. the if I could pull it into this room, I would. I would drive. <laughs> pull it in, Kev. I pull it into this room right now if I could. Uh, I want to talk right. a little bit about owning your masters because you know, me and Angel grew up on nineties R and B music. Josh wasn't born yet. I was conceived um, to nineties. Let, let's let's just set the record straight. <laughs> a lot of times, a lot of our favorite artists, you know, we've seen a lot of unsungs and a lot of you know <laughs> movies. Not only do they not own their masters, they they got some of the worst deals ever. Right. So walk yeah. us through how you became to own your masters because from artists from your era, that is not that is not the norm at all. Oh no no no, it wasn't the norm. The first deal. Uh, Babyface told us you just got to make it through the first deal because the first deal is is mo- most of the time is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, the first deal that we had, uh, we had a seven album deal. We only did we only did six albums to date. <laughs> wow! And, and they told us we had to split two cent. I was like, wait, what did mean? Like you can split. You can split two cents. Like that was like the mechanical royalties was to split two cents. What is that? What does that even mean? I don't. I don't know. It clearly didn't add up to nothing. Because, <laughs> and then we never even made it to the. The group broke up before we even made it to seven albums. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. But but one good thing came out of it. I I found Woody. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are you You're like it's a it's a Drew Hill joke. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> we you see what we all are. We were I, like they gonna tell me too because I've been like running that joke all the way in the hole. It did was, not click immediately. I was like, Kev, don't interrupt. <laughs> don't interrupt. Uh, I know. I was thinking. Did wait a minute? He's saying you got a friend in me. I didn't know that was his voice. Oh my god. This is amazing. I didn't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, but the group broke up. Um, I mean, Woody left the group on the set of the Wild Wild West. That's why I, I just set? thought it was uh yeah, on the set. Um, wow. um yeah, he he didn't want to, you know, he he um he was uh really in the gospel, like you know, like choir boy from five five heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, man, that was that that was when I decided to do the solo thing. But then when I went solo, that was uh, I had learned from from the uh, the group days to you know just do things a little bit different. And so I was fortunate enough to you know 
just do literally everything different. They still found a way to to to, to get to you know, like I like I had my um my masses were like the deal was structured so well that they found a way mm. to to not pay me my money and and then it was years and litigation and they held the funds up you know wow so All can you explain to people who might not understand mm -hmm. what owning your masters means i saw it in a ray charles movie but i i it, the music industry is the most confusing business it ever. Is so confusing. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's it's confusing on purpose. But but right. basically, basically what happens is a lot of artists have been learning that they want to own um their masters and the master, <laughs> and this is this is this is the funny, not funny part. Back when you used to record, you used to have two reels. One mm. was called the master, and the other one was called the slave. <laughs> Oh wow. my God! Really? Wow! Dead ass. And the and the the slave was the one that you recorded on. And then when you finished slaving over the track, the 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 uh the record label owns the master recording. Wow! wow. They weren't even trying to hide it at all. Why <laughs> people? <laughs> it was like, I mean, it was one of those, It was almost like when when you got effed out of your money, it was kind of like, well. I mean, it was right there. You didn't see it, but the the thing is, like, um, you go from minimum wage job or Baltimore, right? And it's better. like it's like okay, stay in Baltimore record deal, stay in Baltimore. Record. So mm -hmm. you know, it's like the lesser of two evils, if you will. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. You know, so you end up, and then um, if you own your masters, um, like I do, uh, basically what what I did with my solo album was. I recorded everything in house, so I basically took all the money that um, that we made from touring and stuff like that. And then when Woody uh, left the group, um, I went into the studio and recorded um, my solo album with Thong Song and all that on it. And the label didn't didn't um, didn't even ask me for a solo album. They wanted another Drew Hill album because mm. Def Jam was a hip hop label. Mm. Yeah, and. A lot of people don't know this, but hip hop was not mainstream at first. Right. In order, in order to get into the mainstream, you kind of had to have some singing or something on your record. Yeah. Um, so, so Def Jam got a lot of doors slammed in their face until Drew Hill came along, and since we were the, we were R and B group, a lot of times, like you know, party Hollywood parties and stuff. I remember one time Kevin and Lee, or I, I was walking into a party with. Um, Paris Hilton and uh and Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys mm -hmm. and and um and Leo and Kevin was like hey Cisco I was like <laughs> they're with me you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> they, they was it was literally a velvet rope and, and and so they came in fast forward today and like a artist uh R and B artist usually cannot get any kind of airplay unless it's a rapper on it. Mm -hmm. That is so, true. Yeah, the world. That's why when I saw you on All Dev Digital, I was like, okay, well, it's only a matter of time before we meet because, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then just like I left and took my message, you left and took me. Come on, <laughs> ain't that the truth, Cisco? <laughs> ain't that the truth? So, yeah. so let's take a quick break to talk about our first sponsor, Omax Health Cryo Freeze Sport 
TM. Living with chronic pain is the worst and it's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect your whole life. Many of my listeners probably have some type of pain that has prevented them from relaxing, sleeping, or stopped them from exercising. But perhaps it's been ongoing for a few weeks now and it hasn't improved with any of the treatments they've tried. I know my, uh, my calf, because I was uh, trying to do the uh, crybaby challenge, has been tight. I can't. <laughs> it's been hurting so bad. Listen, Angel, when I sprained my ankle a couple months ago or almost two months ago, I thought it was going to be gone in like a day or two. My yeah. foot still hurts. And I just accepted, you know, after 35, you're just going to be like, I'm going to just deal with some pain. Yeah, I, I spread my ankle a couple years ago and it's, it clicks now. I never clicked before. I got oh, this no. Yeah, it's just all bad. I should have went to physical therapy. They told me to, but okay. I didn't. Well, enter Omax Health. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle, joint pain, cramping, or back aches immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, CryoFreeze Sport Roll-On, developed by Omax Health. Omax new sport formula of formulation includes a deep penetrating and potent punch of 8.5% of FDA approved menthol levels to instantly ice out and block pain receptors, reduce inflammation and improve muscle and joint flexibility. The best part is this 100% natural remedy works its magic within five minutes of application and relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than the over-the-counter products. You will immediately feel less stiffness and more mobility. Let me tell y'all. You talking about pull it together? Listen, Angel. I said when that Omax came in, I said, "Hold on, this is some relief." I ain't had felt no relief. I just was accepting a little bit of pain. You know, it's gonna make me no never mind. But that Omax came in, I said, oh, "I feel all right. I believe I'll. I believe I'll run on. I believe I'll run on." Cryosport is clinically tested, scientifically proven, and recommended by the top physicians, uh, physical therapists chiropractors and athletic trainers worldwide. The product reviews speak of itself, speak for themselves. 95% five-star reviews, page after page of customers saying that they've tried everything. And Omex Cryo-Free Sport is so good, they're now buying it for family and friends. Cryo-Free Sport, cryo Sport is ideal for athletes, active people and those with injuries and those looking for long-lasting relief plus quick recovery. You probably qualify, okay, if you're one of those people. Simply roll it on and over where it hurts and ice out the pain. No messy creams or horrible fragrances like some of those other products. Cryo-Free Sport works within five minutes of application, improving physical training, recovery performance. So go to omaxhealth.com and enter the code SK. You get 20% off cryo-free sport in site wide. I'm telling you, this product is the real deal. So go to omaxhealth.com and enter the code SK, SK. to get 20% off in site wide. Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-freeze sport pain relief roll-on. This discount also applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter the code SK. SK. That is omaxhealth.com and enter the code SK. SK. To get 20% off cryo-free sport in site-wide. All right, let's get back to the podcast. So Cisco. <clears throat> oh, hold on one second, Angel. What what? I don't I, I don't know what owning your masters means still. Oh basically, basically, if anybody wants to uh like sample 
the song, um, the like thong song, mm-hmm. like uh, Daddy Yankee sampled it, um, with a song called Don Don. So they gotta ask me for permission, and then um, Chris Brown and Jacquees um, sampled thong song, and so they they send me the song, and I listen to it, and 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 I can either approve it or not approve it because I'm I'm the one that owns the song. So Whereas, if you don't own your masters, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, 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 that's what masters are. Like I own, like if if somebody wants to use, uh, like let's just say for instance, thong song, mm-hmm. and they have to call me and ask for permission, or I mean, basically get in touch with my company, then the company sends over whatever it is they want to use my song or my likeness for, like like this doll, like. They had they had to ask me because I own my likeness. See a lot of wow. a lot of times, like an artist might won't even own his his or her likeness. Mm-hmm. Like you can have a, a dope photo on a on an album cover or something. Mm-hmm. And like somebody else owns that. So if you don't own your masters, the an artist can sample your song without your permission at all. Facts. If the label if the label okay's it. No, they got Yeah, they got to ask that. They ask the label. You don't even have to be a part of the conversation. So it could be an artist you don't like, music you don't like, using it in a way you don't like, and if you don't mm-hmm. own that master, you have no say so anymore. You don't have any say so, no. Not unless wow. you have something in your paperwork that says that you're a part of that conversation. But the standard, especially with the with the new with the new contract, that I think Kevin Lyles, he he from Baltimore too. I think he's mm-hmm. he set that up real nice. The three sixty deal once again, my bad, mm-hmm. y'all. I think they created that because I was one of the youngest uh, CEOs in the game. I I have I own a lot of people don't know that Thong Song was on my label. Mm. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I was so I I had artists and label in my label like way back in in ninety nine, and so now everybody got a label and everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and so so because I I think because of the way that I did structure my deal. Um, I think the 360 deal was kind of like me who owned stuff. Uh-huh. And it was like, yeah, and if you don't know what a 360 deal, that's basically you sign with a major label. They get a piece of everything you do. When at first it used to just be the album. And now you do a movie or you do a commercial or whatever you do. The label, the label gets a gets a piece of it. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. <clears throat> and hopefully this ain't messy. Is there anybody who has asked permission to use your stuff and you heard it and you've been like, oh, no, no. And I was like, no, yeah, that happened a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, that, no, I, I, don't, I don't know if I can get with that. <laughs> uh, so, OK, what era of R&B do you think was best and um, as Kevin would say, and why is it 90s R&B? Why is it 90s? Uh, <laughs> Dude, that statement you made, Kev, that statement you made when we first got on, it, it, it's ringing true right now. I had a statement prepared for this, and I don't know if it stands up anymore. Because I was going to say, like, back in, like, the, the era that came before uh, the 90s R&B, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with, like, Funk. New Edition and stuff, it kind of... To me, it felt like a lot of the groups sounded similar, just like in the 60s, we I couldn't really tell... Like uh, I couldn't really tell like the four tops from the Temptations mm-hmm. a lot of the times, um, but but to me, Boys the Men sounded completely different than Jodeci. Yeah, Jodeci mm-hmm. sounded 
different from 112. 112 sounded different than, you know, uh, Jagged Edge. Jagged Edge sounded different from Drew Hill. Um, you know, In Vogue and, and Destiny Child didn't sound nothing alike, neither did Escape and, mm-hmm. and SWV. So to answer your question, that, that was the 90s. All of those artists had kind of had their own identity. Everybody was kind of doing our own thing. With the, with the exception of us, I was doing my best KC impression. I, was, <laughs> I wanted to sound like Joe <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you sound like KC. You you trying to sound like Jodeci. I was like, thank you. Exact the moon You get it. Yes. Now, now we're getting somewhere. That's yes. hilarious. They, they were trying to insult you. You were like, finally, people are recognizing my goal from the beginning. Right. <laughs> it, it, the worst part was I, we really didn't, though. We, we really didn't. Like, we just recorded a new song that sounds more like Jodeci than we ever sounded like Jodeci. Tell really? me kind of sound like Jodeci, but you know, can you see Jodeci singing thong songs? Absolutely not. No. no. So eventually, <laughs> yeah. Well, eventually we found our own voice. But uh-huh. yeah. Speaking of thong song, the song, mm-hmm. the thong song is so good that it repeats the verse and chorus repeats, and we didn't even notice it at the time. Did you? Were you in the studio? Like, you know what? Let me just run that back. And just go ahead, double that, and loop it, and we're yeah. good. Just send me the bounce. I'm gonna send it out. Well, it's not. Right. It's not a loop. It's not a loop. But I. But I slam said. I think I sing it again. <laughs> yes, you did. Sing it again. Yes, you did. Look, look. When I was coming up with the record, because I, because I didn't write anything down. Um, I, I freestyle every since uh the song we did for the Rush Hour soundtrack, which was the first time we worked with Def Jam. And the most that any artist had ever gotten paid for a uh, for a soundtrack at the time, we did a song called "How How Deep," mm-hmm. um, and um, I was like, "That's kind of the first time I did that kind of sing rap thing." Yeah, mm-hmm. and and we kicked the door open for the Latin Invasion because, like, right after that, because like Selena and all of them was was selling um, over o- over in Latin speaking countries. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you even had like, uh, you know, artists like Menudo and stuff that, that had, a, had, had a little bit of success in America, but it wasn't until after how deep that it was like <clears throat> Ricky Martin and, um, uh, what's her name of uh, Jennifer Lopez and Enrique Iglesias. Like it was like a, like the floodgates kind of open and that's when they, those artists had, had really, um, you know, hit the mainstream. So, uh. I forgot the question. <laughs> it, was, it was all about the thong song repeating itself. Oh, the thong song repeating. It was because when I came up with that record, um, I was about to, I, I was uh, doing my best to come up with a second verse, and and it, it didn't really feel like it. Nothing felt like it, it worked. It, it, I, I was like, yo, what if I sang the same verse but sang it like an octave higher, and then what if I what if I modulated? And then I said, what if I sang the same thing four times over, but made it sound different? Now that would be complex and simpl- simplicity. That would be that yeah. that would be genius. I would be impressed with that if I sang, if I heard somebody sing one verse and it sounded different every time, I would be impressed. So that was kind of the 
Plus, I couldn't think of nothing better than that. That is, <laughs> and the thing about it is, we I remember that I remember where I was when that song came out. I was in high school, I and I hadn't heard the song yet, right? This before Melissa. I was walking down the hallway, and this girl was like, You got dumps like a truck, and I was like, Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you? What are you saying? She was like, "You got dumped like a truck." I was like, "What are you? What is?" But the, and then that day on the bus, I heard it. And I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> and then, wait, then you say you had crack a Melbosia. <laughs> crack on my blush. <laughs> Yo, you know that's the devil, right? That's the devil in the trauma cartoon. <laughs> So I want to ask you, um, like the thong song music video and you guys' music videos, we we I feel like we were blessed. Uh, music <laughs> yeah. videos when we came up were like short they were, films. They were dude. epic Marvel yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah dude, I came up, what? dude. That that whole thing. Look, when I did thong song, the censors didn't allow you to to put like actual anything like that in the video. So if you look at the first thong song video, we had the girls lay upside down so that it wouldn't appear to be an actual butt in a thong. Wow. Jay. And that was our, that was a, a idea I came up with to to sneak past the censors. Mm -hmm. So then after we after we snuck past the censors, that's when man Nelly came in with trip <laughs> trip oh. And then they had they had BT after I mean, dude, <laughs> we we uh with that now that's what you call unleashing the dragon. It it all <laughs> it was over after that first like that video is PG compared to what happened after. Oh, after. oh yeah, yeah. The thong song I can show that to my kids right now. They'd be like, oh, I was great. and dude, I purposely wore white in the video to appear like the good guy. Because <laughs> I wanted, I, I wanted soccer moms. I didn't want them to. I didn't want them to feel threatened. No, so I was like, all right, let me appear like good. On butt. Like I don't touch anybody. If you if you look at the video, I don't I don't touch not one person in that video. No, no. Even yeah, when yeah. the girls like dancing really close to me, I'm like, slowly <laughs> <laughs> back it up. <laughs> I, I was like, this. oh no, no, she was like, you know, she was going to the. I just <laughs> this me, I'm right here. I'm, I'm right here. Where you learn how to do all them? You be flipping, moving, all the stuff. Yeah. Where did all that come from? Um, you know what? When I came, when I got, when I was five, around five years old, I saw Michael Jackson do the moonwalk, mm -hmm. and it felt like the world stopped. Yeah. And so I was like. That's what I want to do. And I was a church kid too, Kev. So I, so I, uh, I, I was singing on, on the. I was like the only kid on the young adult choir. I was singing like I four or five I years old. Ham with that voice. Dude, do you I love used to be, Jesus? I used to be the Say, best Michael yeah. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I didn't. Yo, you know what? I made that up because remember I told you I freestyled, and the very first time I hit that riff. Was on that song "How Deep" on the on the um mm -hmm. on the Rush Hour soundtrack. Uh huh. And, and and um and what happened was we were writing the album, 
and uh, one of the group members asked me to sing on the record, and I really didn't want to sing on it because I was I was writing another song in another part of the uh, of the studio, and mm -hmm. so you know, so the beat beats going, and then I was like, anytime I I didn't really feel a song, I would take that that um, just that energy mm. and put it into the song. So I really didn't want to sing the song. So I was like, yeah. Can't like, do it now. But I can't. I can't do it now, bro. And that's why I said, I'm beginning to feel it. And then uh, I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Bam, I got my, my signature riff because it, it was a checklist when I came out as an artist. I was like, yo, there was three things about Michael Jackson that set him apart from everybody, aside from all of his other talents. One was that he had a signature like riff, like a signature sound, like he he. And mm -hmm. two, he had, he had like a signature look. So if you dressed up like Michael Jackson on, on Halloween, you knew you mm -hmm. were being Michael Jackson. And three, he had a signature move, which was the moonwalk. Mm. So I was like, yo, I got to get a signature riff. And so, mm -hmm. you know, even KC had, yeah. I mean, he had, who, yeah. And then. Uh, <laughs> you sound just like him. <laughs> He's like, that's yeah, what I get pretty good. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. If you yeah. close your eyes, that's KC right there. K K can do that. All right, let's take a break from the podcast real quick and talk about how cute I look. Okay, I wish y'all could see these jeans I got on because they are so adorable. And guess where I got them from? Where'd you get them from? I got them from Everlane. Everlane. Yes. Everlane is sponsors for today's podcast. And when I tell you I am feeling comfortable and feeling cute in these Everlane jeans in um, this year, 2021, I wanted to be able to update my wardrobe. You know, I want to be able to look cute when we on camera. I also wanted to be comfortable. And with Everlane, I was able to discover some fresh favorites that were able to really fit my style and my shape. Um, in 2010, Everlane made a, a resolution to create quality clothing with ethical factories in radical transparency. Um, they do extensive research and vetting to use ethical factories that provide fair wages and reasonable hours to the skilled people who craft their clothing. Most retailers charge up to six times their cost and hide their markups, but Everlane shares exactly how much their products cost to make from labor to transportation. I know for me, putting these on this morning, I was like, oh, I feel confident and comfortable. Cause I know a lot of, sometimes it was worse is when you get dressed and you don't feel good. Okay. Man, listen, Angel, I in my profile picture everywhere right now, I'm wearing an Everlane hoodie. Cause this thing was, you know, I buy a lot of hoodies. I support a lot of people's merchandise. Hey, Amen. God bless. I know we all got to start from somewhere. You know, everybody ain't able. All quality ain't equal. But that Everlane hoodie, that was durable and comfortable and soft. I loved it so much. I built an outfit around it. That's how much I like my Everlane. Okay, okay, yes. And these jeans, I'm telling you, these ain't no, these ain't no cheap like fall apart jeans. These things hold you in. They uh feel like adorable. Like I could get a good twerk in this, as well mm. as sit down and be professional and host the podcast. Okay. So you can shop pieces ready, to, ready for any to do, including accessories, comfort based layers, lightweight activewear, and more. All made from certified organic cotton, the world's 
cleanest denim factory with zero landfill waste. Okay, so we want you to go to everlane.com slash SK and sign up for 10% off your first order plus free shipping and get easy returns within 60 days of your ship date. That is 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com slash SK sign up. And listen, before we get back into the show, I want to talk about another sponsor of the episode, Skillshare. No matter what 2021 brings, you can spend it creating something meaningful with Skillshare's online classes because time is what we make. We make it. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With so much to explore, real products to create and support a fellow creative, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. You know what I was on Skillshare doing, guys? Let's hear it. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Hey. Choir say everything. everything. See, where are we going? I don't want oh, everything to me. Yes, Kevin. Running my guitar, and you know what? I'm just gonna be okay being okay. I got so many people. I said, man, how can I do a bar chord? And somebody said, Ken, what you gotta do? You gotta put the thumb on the back, and you gotta you gotta use the this part of your finger. You gotta hold it right there, and then you. It's just I'm not alone. You know, learning things on YouTube, you just all alone. You play the video, you stop it. You ain't got no help. Share, you go in there and they say, Hey, Kev, you need help? I'll be like, I need help with everything. And I then they begin talking to me and being my very own friend. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Incredibly affordable because compared, Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in person classes and in workshop. Ain't nobody got time for that. An annual subscription yeah. is less than $10 a month. Wow. So now you listen to this. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash SK. SK. And get a free trial premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash SK. SK. And now back to the show. Um, and then you even got like uh you know um DMX, he had the like, like all icons had like a, a signature riff. Mine was yeah, yeah, a signature look, which which was the blonde hair, which the label didn't even want at first. Mm -hmm. Really? If you look at the album, if you look at the first album cover, they had a hat on me in all of the pictures because they didn't really want my hair to be blonde. Oh. And then lastly, was the, was, the, uh, was the one hand jam. Now, now I could do a backflip, but I couldn't do that and sing simultaneously. So I wanted to come up with a move that I could do and sing at the same time. Um, came up with the one hand jam. It's not a car wheel. The definition. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and uh and that was it, man. So it was like the, the one, two, three of you know, in my personal opinion, what makes like an iconic artist. And if you if you go through that checklist and you think about icons, they all kind of have it. Like, you yeah. know, if you dress up like an icon for Halloween, you know you're that icon. Mm-hmm. Wow. Look at Cisco, but strategic, okay? Listen, man, Cisco was really strategic, and they was trying to hold you down. The record label trying to hold you down. You oh, like, don't know what I'm doing? Shoot. That was, that was, why, that was why, how I disappeared, though, because it was like they didn't want me to be the boss no more, so. 
Mm. I'm tired of taking over for him. Let's go make several clones. Mm. <laughs> I can see that though. I, I can see those companies being like, look, this, you know what? This guy, he wants to own his stuff. He's got his own mind. Let me go back into the hood and get somebody else who wants to be out of uh move from the inner city. And that's that's a lot of times if you watch in those uh RB, uh those not an RB, but uh those uh movies, it's always mm -hmm. like they take advantage of your of your uh yeah, not, your yeah, yeah. and you know it's like in the new edition movie, they were like, bro, we're living in the in the hood in Boston, and you talking about right. going to LA, uh -huh. yeah, right. sign right. where and, and and if you it, it was like a it was like a it, it was a blueprint that they follow for success that was kind of like I follow for Michael Jackson and then the 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 artist after me followed after that you had to get a you had to get a pepsi commercial mm -hmm. you had to you had to do a movie with cuba gun jr <laughs> <laughs> yo look at, yo b did the same thing like you had to start from a group go from mm -hmm. a group she surely did to the uh pepsi commercial pepsi commercial to the oh my gosh she did <laughs> yeah she ain't playing. She and then and then and then after you leave the group, you own your own stuff. You have your own label. Wow, that's so crazy. Wow. So and then you, you get blacklisted if you're black. <laughs> if you're a black male. <laughs> what was that like to 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 come back from from from? I mean, you I, you never went away to us. I was I never yeah. stopped. But you talking about the mainstream? Like the mainstream yeah, yeah. It was rough, dude, because I was uh I had shit platinum on my second album, and I was I was in Japan and it was even bigger over there uh than my first album because I, I didn't have an opportunity to go over there on my first album. Mm -hmm. So overseas they were like like really happy to see me. I was selling dolls. Um <laughs> I had my own I had my own clothing line. Mm -hmm. You know the wow. the kid. I I had I had a rap group. I had a female group that all broke up. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, you know the whole like literally the oh I had a I had a show. Um, I I had did a I shot a pilot um, on NBC that had actually got picked up, and then the co-star quit right before we went. Oh to my air. gosh! It was it was me and Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart. That is the most random. And guess who? And guess who was on the show with me? Who? Everybody that was on the show with me ended up working with uh, uh, NBC. Kenan Thompson played my cousin. What? <laughs> wow. Yo, you know uh, uh, Zach, who plays um, uh, uh, Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. He was my manager. And remember, he had that show on NBC called Chuck. Yep. Yeah. So they, they basically did. <laughs> and then everybody that was in the first movie I was in ended up blowing up. Mila Kunis was my first on-screen kiss. Zoe Zaldana was in the movie. Ben Foster, Colin Hanks. Well, shoot, come on over down to Kevin State Studios and, and give us a lot of stuff. Listen, because let me tell you right now, we don't quit. We don't quit. Right, we just rebrand. We just rebrand. It used to be Dragon Records, now it's Dragon Music Group. Let's go. Let's go. 
<laughs> oh, that that reminds me. I wanted to ask you where did where did the dragon come from? The dragon. It was uh, it was literally just like see how how those uh like awards is hanging up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our first video, uh, I mean, in our first um uh, photo shoot, we shot it in um Chinatown, and this dragon was was on the wall. And mm-hmm. um, when they were working on the album artwork. She took the dragon and she put it in between the word Drew and Hill. And uh, when I when we came to look at the artwork, I was like, uh, what's with the dragon? She was like, I, I don't know. I just thought it looked cool. I was like, well, who, well, who owns it? And she was like, um, nobody. She's like, ah. I was like, well, <laughs> I, took, I took my advance and I, and I bought the dragon. Uh-huh. Really? Come on, investment. Well, I told the I told the guys I was like, "Yo, we we should if we have the dragon, then whether we're here or not, just like the Rolling Stones, we'll have a symbol that'll be around forever." And they was like, and then I was like, "Yo, we should we should even get we should even get the dragon put on our mic. This is my mic piece right here." Yeah, yeah. He was like, "I ain't doing that." I was like, "All right, well, I'll do it." And so, (laughs) (laughs) yo, we should get a guitar made. I dragon. see the guitar. Oh, that is fire! It works too, because wow. that's me. That's me playing on on you are everything. Uh huh. That's, that's that's yeah. All right, let's take one more break so we can give a shout out to our very last sponsor of today's episode, and that is Policy Genius. If uh, last year didn't teach us anything, it uh, it taught us one thing: to be prepared for the unexpected. And when it comes to taking care of my family, I want to be prepared just in case anything happens to me. And that is where Policy Genius steps in, okay? Policy Genius makes it easy for you to compare more than 30 of the top insurers at once. So you can save over 50% in the process. And I'm not sure if you've ever dealt with um, looking for insurance, but it can be a daunting Okay. I dealt with it, Angel. I did. I dealt. I said, man, this, listen, one thing, especially being self-employed, you know, usually, oh, my job has it, my job has it. But listen, this, this, this time it was different. I said, I need a little bit more help. And Policy Genius said, okay, we're going to make it easy for you. I said, well, thank you very much, Policy Genius. Thank you. They've got the licensed experts that help you. And because the licensed experts work for you and not the insurance companies, you can rest assured that you are going to be able to find the best policy that fits you in your life in your circumstances so all you have to do is head over to policygenius.com and in minutes you can figure out how much coverage you need and be able to compare quotes with all of the top insurers to find the best price for you and what's great is is that policy genius will compare the policy starting i mean so cheap as little as a dollar a day and you might be able to or eligible to skip the in-person medical exam so once you apply what happens is the Policy Genius team, they handle all the paperwork, all the red tape. So if there's anything that goes awry in the process, in the application process, they will take care of it. And that type of peace of mind is something that you really want when dealing with life insurance. It's the type of service that has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. So this is what I want you all to do. Make it the year you finally cross the life insurance that you get life insurance off of your list. 
and get protection for your loved ones. Go to policygenius.com and get started. You could save 50% or more by comparing quotes and start the new year with one less thing to worry about. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Hey, oh. Get it right. Get back to the podcast. Back to the show. Listen, man. Jesus. This whole really had a like. I you took the advance money. People was buying cars. She was like, let me go ahead and buy this piece of house. I bought a house first. They was like, because I was I, I was told if you if you could if you can afford a house, then you will definitely be able to afford a car. So I was on the bus before my first car. Like <laughs> a homeowner on the bus. I got, well, no, no, no. I got a I, until I could buy a house. A house. I was living in my mom's house, and then when we, because our first, our first single went platinum, and every every single after that went out of gold or platinum. Every commercial release, um, but we didn't own those masters. Mm. So, so then, when when Thorn Song came out and my my solo album came out. I ended up, um, I sold Diamond um, worldwide. And so you and, you and you own that. Yeah. yeah. And, then, so that's when I, and, and then in 2001, that was when me and the label, because we really what happened was they they was they start acting up and because I, I was supposed to do, I had written How Many Licks for Lil' Kim. Mm. And it, okay. and, yeah. Okay. And as, as a favor, because when when you in when you are in a business relationship with your label, you have to have permission to do outside projects or mm-hmm. risk um, legal action. Yeah, you don't want nobody making money off off the brand that they are co-ownering, which was yeah. the brand. Plus, they had a Foxy Brown album coming coming out. So I said, okay, well, I'll do a favor for y'all. I'll do. I'll do the the DMX record, and I'll do a a remix of Thong Song. Thong Song didn't even need a remix, and I, I did a remix and I put it on a Nutty Professor, and, and then and y'all won't. And at the time, it was only Foxy Brown and Little Kim that was out, so I was the only artist that had a song with both of them. Mm. And how many licks was was so dope? They got amnesia after I did my part of it. And they was like, if you go shoot her video, we're gonna sue you. So mm-hmm. then so then we we ended up going back and forth with them. And um I didn't, I wasn't in the video. Then people started looking at me like I thought that I was too big to be in the video of a song uh, I wrote. Oh, so wow. the one and only time we performed the record was at I believe it was a BLS show in New York. I was the only RB artist on the all hip hop show. And I was like, uh, yo, um, I was gonna, I wanted to do more, but my cheap label ain't pay for nothing. <laughs> but I but I'm gonna do one better. And then I bought out little Kim, and then we did how many licks? And then like the next day, they was like, yo, Cisco hoard the label, blah, blah, blah. And then so by the time I came out with the second album, they was like, We'll show his black. So, <laughs> when I went overseas, they like didn't push my album, but like people don't know that they had already went and sold my second album. So I was platinum before I even sold anything. Then mm. it was then it was a scandal because they switched the barcode on my album 
with Ashanti's album, and that, that's a whole nother. <laughs> that, that was how she was like the highest selling female artist. If you notice, they came out around the same time. And and they we were we were all on the same label, and they switched the barcode with her album and music's album. Oh. And that was when Kev, that was when Kevin Lyles was under that investigation with what labels been jugging for years, so, man. So many things make so much sense now. So crazy. <laughs> so you don't even remember, you don't really remember the songs that was on that album. Like Ashanti got hits. But on that specific album, like I don't even really remember. <laughs> you're listening. You're like, I don't remember this. I know. Oh, that that is a sinister business, man. This is Ryu. His his name is Dragon. Hi, man. How are you? He was born the year the dragon, so we named him Dragon. Just like me, I was born the year the dragon. Then when I went. To, to uh, Japan, they said that my signature looked like the kanji for dragon. I was like, You were like, This is making I must be the dragon. You're like, I bought the dragon too. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you need? And Coco. Oh, and Coco. And this is Kamiko, my daughter. Oh, hi, sweetie. Hi. kids. Look at y'all. Oh, oh, Six and eight. Oh, you got that. Is that are those your only two kids? Absolutely not. My <laughs> my oldest daughter, my oldest daughter was the little girl in the beginning of Thong Song. Really? Okay. So mm -hmm. how old is she now? His age, Josh's yeah. age. I'm 27. I'm a thousand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. She's 20. She just turned 26. Oh, How okay. many kids you got, Cisco? Three. Three. That Angel. So many kids. That I know of. I know of those three. Those are the ones with the blood <laughs> test. Those said are 99.9%. <laughs> These are my kids. Before we let you go, Cisco, what, when you went solo, what, what was... because? Listen, I was a Drew Hill fan, but with mm -hmm. that that album, your solo album, I was like, whoo, this Come thing on. is infinite flame. Incomplete is my favorite. And this is, you can ask my wife. I'm not just saying this because you're here. <laughs> that is my favorite. Incomplete and weak, male and female. Those yes, are yes. Weak. Oh, my. Yo, Coco can still do that and more today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. This is Yo, why we always be talking about '90s R&B artists. They be singing for real, no studio. Yeah. And what you, what you say? You gotta be reaching for something that ain't there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all from church. But I didn't even. Yo, Montel Jordan wrote that record. I saw that. Yeah, and I and I didn't even. You, yo, that was the and that was one good thing that Kevin Lyles did because I didn't initially want to sing that song because I. I, I, I've done the best I could to not sing songs that sound like Drew Hill was singing. Mm. Um, when I heard the line, got a, got a bank account bigger than the law should allow, I said, I got to sing that. That's how, I, <laughs> that's how I choose records. I choose records that I don't want nobody else. Like if somebody send me a record and I think it's fire, like I'm like, um, I listen to the lyrical content and then I think to myself, would I care if somebody else sang that record? Mm. And if the answer is no, then I'm like, oh, I'm good. Mm. 
Like I remember when Usher came, Usher got this one record. Uh, there goes my baby. I wish that was my song. Mm-hmm. And, and and when that came out, I was like, damn, I wish that was my song. <laughs> <laughs> why won't he sing it with me? <laughs> body that. That's why. I <laughs> body. No, we can't listen. Everybody keeps asking, so we gotta ask it. What what about verses? If you could, if you all did verses, they called us already. So is it going to happen? They we we've been talking uh, to Jodeci because um, <gasps> I, I know because I know KC they like distant cousins, and um and now I sing with Player. Who do, do y'all remember the third Jodeci album when Jodeci sounded completely different? No, I can't say that I do. With songs like Freaking You. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I know that. I know that. I know the songs. I don't know which ones go which albums. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah. on that album, a lot of the background was done by the guys that I work with now, Smoking Black. Mm. Um, they were from the group Player. Like, oh remember, remember when? Um, remember when everybody thought that Lil Wayne could sing on the Shorty? <laughs> yeah. Yo, that, that was static. And he used to sing with Player, and Player mm. used to be. Used to be uh Devante's group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so now player is and now all of Drew Hill quit. I think Noke said he's coming back. Um <laughs> and, and and smoking black now is singing with Drew Hill. Uh, so then we really sound like Jodas. Oh, uh, like for this, y'all gotta go. Okay, well, okay, we'll stand over here. Y'all stand over there. But then on our next show, yo, y'all come with us. <laughs> we just all just sing together, man. Like whoever wanna show up for work that day. <laughs> we really just want an excuse to listen to the music and and hear the stories. That's the part about verses that they used to do on the Instagram that I like. I'm down. I'm down. We waiting for KC. We waiting for KC. But I already did a song. I did a song with uh, with um, a new artist named Omar um, Raheem Devon and Sean Stockman from Boys the Men. Mm-hmm. We we did uh, Quincy Jones's um, Secret Garden over, mm. and we just I, shot the video. We just shot the video for that. So I I make sure my people send it to y'all. Um, so you know, plus Wanye, like just no, just don't even. <laughs> I'm good. I ain't even. I'm not Listen, even. Man, I just him on Christmas. He still sings just like he did. Like mm-hmm. nothing. And then his kids sing just they like. Home. They're I more that, for real. Man. What about Sean? One day he just said, "You know what? I'm just gonna play every instrument and right. <laughs> <laughs> playing everything." It's just, he's, <laughs> Man, uh, if that versus happens, I might have to relax my hair. Yo, I'm ready. I'm ready for that versus. Um, but on a solo tip, I only, I only got like five right here. Like, I, <laughs> like if we can, I got it. We'll do Drew Hill and you. That's fine. You, you all of it. Come on. Well, I, like I said, I want. I, I would love. First of all, if if you find if anybody see Jazz, tell him I said what's up. No, I'm just joking. He texted me every day. <laughs> Jazz texted me every day. Woody said he never coming back. Um, 
<laughs> and Noak said that he, I think he said he might come back. Uh, I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. We do shows though. Smoking Black Dragon. Smoke. I'm Dragon. Smoking Black, and we do all the hits. And you know, Cisco's there, and we sing all the hits. So we here, and we we here for it. I'm down for the verses. Who else would be a good versus though? Like maybe me and Genuine. Maybe you and Genuine would be. Great. Um, they don't have that same. It doesn't have. Yeah, there's something about the bite that you and Jodeci have that would have yeah. a horse by the next yeah. day that I need. <laughs> you draw the line too. Me and my brother got complete. We already did the verses. We was on vacation this summer. <laughs> he's he's Jodeci. I was. I we was arguing Drew Hill versus Jodeci, and we did the verses. And I was right. like. Don't play with Drew Hill. And I, I'm not, I said, I ain't gonna go throw, I ain't gonna throw Cisco in there. I ain't gonna throw that complete. I'm gonna look at it. I ain't gonna throw Song Song in there. But we literally did the full 20 for 20 in Palm Springs in July. We had a great time. You were there. It was fantastic. Oh, but, that's what's up. And and I was and I wasn't even in there. And I'm I'm I am flat. <laughs> so anybody see KC, tell them I'm ready. Um, I told him to call me. I sent him my number. We didn't talk to Apple, we didn't talk to to, to Timberland, because remember Timberland used to work with Jodeci, and yeah. Timberland did Timberland did all of um players' music, and and Aaliyah, God rest her souls. Every time you heard a male voice on on Aaliyah, that was that was smoking black and, mm. and, and static. That was player. Wow. A, oh oh, they sang on 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 uh Genuine's music too. singing oh, on so anxious and that's uh, my channel. Yeah, that's them. So I got, a, I got a, a little is, is all embodied in one group now. <laughs> they make all of it. They could just do all everybody's music. We could but do like, that's what I said. Like if we did the verses, the smoking black is already there. We could sing the Jodeci. We could do the Drew Hill. We could do the Cisco. We could do it all. I'm just, I'm just waiting for Casey to call us back. I just, I need Casey, it. Casey, make the call. Come on, Tracy. I need to hear beauty is the name. I need all of that. Right. Big old billion of your followers. Wasn't it a billion people that was watching y'all, man? Man, it was it was crazy. This is it's just been off, it's been all ridiculous. That's true. Can you tell just just quick before we go, man? Can you please tell me the the plight, the, the short version of, of how y'all got the way you are? Because you started off at, at all deaf and with Hilarious, like man, the Tony Bakers and to hear more. Yo, I literally uh 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 don't forget Teddy Ray. Yo, I literally and and wait, wait, Meg, Meg shouted us out when y'all did a yeah and and Teddy Ray go had the audacity to say um jagged edge. <laughs> Maybe if you put Jagged Edge and 112 together, they could get out. Record I, I don't know. That's true. That's true. But no, I mean, not Jagged Edge. They got like a whole, it's just It's nah. a different thing. It's a different thing. Like most of their songs, like kind of in the same key. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's early. <laughs> it's that one long song. Promise, promise, promise. <laughs> no, it's not. No, I'm cool with them though. Cause we got, I got the, I got, I was in a rest. 
I was we me and Kyle was fighting backstage of the show because he said something about Nokia. But that's 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 for another show. We we cool now. I'm cool with Jagged Edge, 112, everybody from the 90s. I'm cool with. I'll have no beef unless it's some money involved and we can start a beef. Oh man. <laughs> beef is here. So the real, the, the oh, no, I want to say Patrick. I met Patrick at uh at event that uh Eddie Murphy was throwing with his daughter uh daughter's art gallery. Mm. And I went there and um and I and I met uh I met Patrick and I was telling him that that you know I wanted to get up with you guys. But you had already left, so listen. Patrick grew up Eddie Murphy's kids, and he just randomly said that one day. Listen, sister. Oh, he did. Like, yeah, he grew up with his kids. He just he was like, oh yeah, that, that, he used to be at their house, and I was like, you don't, you don't bring that up. Yes, he never talks about it though. Um, we what happened honestly was I was touring, um, doing stand up comedy touring. I always kind of wanted to do my own thing, even before I went to all death, but. I felt like that'd be a good opportunity for me to learn how the business works because we had just did a, uh, a deal with a company called Awesomeness TV and it was basically like a record label deal. They paid us crap. They owned, owned everything, even though I wrote, directed, produced, edited my son's videos. Literally, they took them and because we signed on the, you know, was trying to get out of Washington. That was our Baltimore, but we had a house. Um, and uh, <laughs> they took them and then they put them on Nickelodeon and sold it. Washington? Yeah, I lived in Washington State for 13 years. My dad's hey. in the military, so I'm for not oh, Washington. Okay, okay. No hush. L listen, because I don't want him thinking that you're from hey. somewhere important. He's from no. Washington nah. up there. Ah, but You're no, I was on tour with, with two other comedians, and we were splitting all the tour revenue halfway with the promoter, and we were splitting uh, the half a third. Uh, so I got a third of half. And, and all the promoter was doing was was paying for the venues, which were churches. And I was like, these can't be that expensive. And right, he would right. get some some food for us. You know, we had to pay our own flight in our own hotel. Right. Uh, or maybe he got the hotel. I don't know. And one day he was he was we, we had a three show run in uh, Houston, Dallas and San Antonio. And he was showing us the numbers. He was like, I, I need y'all to push harder because we're already at these numbers. And he screenshot it. And I had like. I knew because we were still making good money with a half a third, a third of a half. Right, right. right. I called the whole, and I said, "Hold on, right. now. hold on, wait, that's it." It was two right. things happening at once. You making half of this, right. and you also can't promote the show without us. Like it ain't right. like back in the day. The promoter they flew you out, they paid for everything, they promoted radio, all the ads. We mm -hmm. got promoted, and you getting half of this. For, for right. being able to pay for the venue and, and getting some chicken breasts? That's split right. right. Wow. And right. that was the worst mistake he ever bro, made. Work for I, drinks. Yeah, I was like, bro, I don't need to make, I don't need to sell this many tickets if I get all of this. Right. I, I don't need to sell a thousand tickets. I could sell 250 and I make more than this. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And then um, I, I couldn't keep, I worked the first tour, the whole first tour, I worked a full-time job the whole time. Monday through Friday, Thursday night we would leave, or Friday morning I'd work remote. You know, literally be answering emails. I had to wake up and, and answer emails on on the plane, and then I fly back to LA. That was one of the best benefits of living in LA. You could fly back from Atlanta and get to LA at seven o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning, and then I would go straight to work. 
But during the the second tour was coming around, and my wife was like, "Look, you can't you can't do both. You can't work a full time job and right. and do You're this." Like, hey, man, the milk boy, the bus boy, the paper boy. The man, <laughs> listen, we was jobs on that tour. We was literally in Philly one time. We rented this venue, and they were supposed to set it up. We had rented an art gallery, and the lady we got there, and it was just an art gallery. We were like, the venue's supposed to be set up. And she was like, "Yeah, I saw that, but I just wasn't gonna do all that." We were like, "What?" She was like, I'm not setting. And she was a white woman. This is a white woman. She was like, I was not about to set those chairs up. So y'all can set them up and then just make sure you put it back like this. So we were like, okay. So now y'all was setting stuff up. Yeah, we were setting up chairs, all of us, me, Josh, Tony to here, Melissa, uh, everybody was setting chairs up, setting the mics up, all that stuff. And uh, I saved all that money from, from both of those tours. And, uh, and and basically did the same thing. Like my brother brought the app to me because we really just wanted to make movies. We didn't, I didn't have no dreams of making an app movies? at all. We just really you wanted to. I, oh, so you've been directing all of those, all of those um, films? I mean, like the well, stuff you're doing? Yeah, well, yeah, those, the, well, Tony Valentino, he, he's one of our boys. He he directs all the sketches and stuff. Sketches and parodies. Uh, but, yo, those sketches, yo, y'all nailed when y'all did the one, the Hollywood one. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was so funny. If you haven't seen that sketch, y'all make sure y'all go see that sketch. It was very funny and very Thank true. You. Yeah, and that, dude, that was the reason why I didn't do uh, like I did like two, maybe three movies, and then I just was like, I, I don't want, I don't want to be black guy number five. Like, <laughs> man, you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. like they, they have like a set role. Yeah, like, always, I knew I shouldn't have got out of bed this morning. Ah! Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's the same stereotypical. I'm like, nah, I'm flyer than I don't want to. Yeah, you know what I mean? and what if you don't get a movie for a long time? The last time they seen you was you was doing that. Like, it'd be just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, the yeah. role, it's like, and then it's like they want you to look like you can't like look like. You gotta be like a stereotype. They want you to be dark skin, bald head, tall. You can't be, you know, black American. Yeah. You know, we all mixed up. Like, right? Ancestry.com said I'm half white. I was like, for real? <laughs> when? It's when? All right. Listen, when the <laughs> yeah, vent is over, I'm a hit, Kev. I look. I want you to be in our stuff. You, you are funny. You are talented. You're hysterical. <laughs> I mean, we we gonna put you first class. We are gonna have a tiger next to you on the plane. We're oh no, the no, tigers! That was the last time, dude. When I was feeding that tiger, the tiger was like drinking out the bottle, and you know, it, it like it was licking. I, it felt like, and I had a you, you saw I had a sweater on. Yeah, I could feel the. You know how like cats got that rough tongue? It yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. it was licking my skin off. Like mm-hmm. oh, yo. That, <laughs> It was it was scary, and I I used to I did that a lot. I had like a tiger at my platinum party. It was like sitting at the top of the steps with Madonna there. And wow, was, yeah. And then it was a big dragon ice sculpture, and then it was a baby tiger in the back that was that people got the pet and stuff. But then it was like you find find out about the animal cruelty cruelty stuff, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Nowadays, you could just CGI drag. I mean, CGI dragon. We'll get that real live dragon too to show up. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my God! I'm a I'm a text Cal when the when uh, when we got some idea. I'm, I'm gonna come up with a specific idea now for the app. Well, to promote yeah. the app, you, you be me and I'll be you. And that, would, was, <laughs> that would be hilarious. That's the idea. You already got the costume. That, that wasn't my idea. That was Chuck. That was Chuck's idea. Okay, Chuck. Uh, I you, got the I got the foil. Your back girl there. AB. Your girl AB made this sweater for me, and she been she been having a rough time. So thank you for this sweater, and thank y'all, man. It's it's been a pleasure. Oh, please tell, is- please tell all of, all of all of the uh, talented comedians, man, that, that you know you guys keep up the good work. Um, all my fans gonna keep following y'all, and um, hopefully get to work together soon, man. Oh, we I, listen this year. I I just. I just copied Kev's number from the chat and texted to my wife because I don't want it to get lost. I ain't gonna oh, lose it. Oh, Talisha, Talisha Brown, she says she knows your wife and she was the one that set it up. And my wife styled me, so yeah, all of that. I hope I got all the shout outs. Oh, you're good, bro. You, <laughs> this this went way better than I could have ever imagined. I mean, um, we were like, we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna keep it for like 15 minutes and question and go about his day. Dude, I oh, ain't even really sleep because I, yo, because it's like the the way that the way that artists look at um, if it's an artist that's in another genre or or like an athlete or something that you that you admire, it's like a you know it's, it's the same thing. It's like because yeah. man, it's like you know you I say something funny here and there, but you guys are comedians and people yeah. don't all the way understand that there's a, a, a art to what you do. And when I see y'all get up there, it's one thing to be funny every once in a while. It's a whole other thing to get on stage and be funny or to like do a sketch and, and actually be funny. Yeah. And y'all just, yo, know, even when you just say regular, sh- it's just funny, sh- just come out your mouth. It's- <laughs> it's just, you know, funny it's- person I know, and I, I got to sit up here and work with her every week. Oh. I be. I mean, she really, she really is hilarious. But thank you again, bro. Always, thank you, man. Big fans from all of us, Josh. I'm gonna send you some of their albums and their stuff just so you can get familiar with. Yeah, Josh is is something they didn't know was me. Like I was in the Wild Wild West with Will Smith. You see that? That was yeah. So Will Smith. What is going on? That was me. I look, I look, I look exactly like this. <laughs> so Josh, before movies, he used to make Will Smith used to make music. He was a rapper. All right, man. All right, summertime. Let's get out of here. All right, Cisco, man. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much, man. All right, man. See y'all. All Thanks right. again. I'll talk to y'all soon. All right. All right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Let me show you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just go. I'm I'm Cisco on everything on all social media. S I S Q O. If you don't know, now you know. And Cisco Lives, the podcast, um, Smoking Black Dragon, Drew Hill, all coming up, up and at your live. Here's another bang of fire. Here's another one. Here's another bang of fire. Here's another bang of fire. Here's another bang of fire uh, With my boy Kevin stays And that chick angel